Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's show. You've got Rebecca Shalon in for Brandy today. And as always, I am so excited for the guest that we have. Um, we have got Mac London. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard of Mac, but she is kind of a big deal. And she has just released um, a single called Hate Boy. Um, so we're going to talk all about her music and how she got into the music game and, you know, a little bit of entrepreneurship and a little bit of her mental health and, and the way that plays into it too. But, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And if you haven't heard the track, go to Spotify immediately right now and listen to Hate Boy in the background. <laughs> Hi, Mac. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. Now, we met on Clubhouse. Um, we sure in, did. Yeah, in like the first note play um, in your, your single launch, actually. And it was so, so cool. Um, Wasn't that a good room? It had such good vibes in there. I really so many good vibes. Out. It was yeah. great. They had wonderful questions. Everyone was really supportive and like really listening to your track. It wasn't like when you go to like one of those like launches in a bar and everybody's talking and like you could be like reciting the alphabet and no one would know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really, you know, I really enjoyed getting to know my audience and I think the questions were the very best part about it. Mm-hmm. And we definitely enjoyed getting to know you, but um, for our audience listening now, they don't know who you are. So do you want to give a little uh, intro to... To, to who you are? Absolutely. So my name is Mac London and I'm a recording artist, singer, songwriter out of Canada. And I'm releasing a full 10 length, a uh, 10 song album in the fall. And I've just released three singles. So the third one uh, is Hate Boy, which you just mentioned. And I'm having mm-hmm. a blast. Uh, spent the last year and a half writing and recording this music and making the music videos alongside and then just having a ton of fun. Mm. I really love Cut You Clean. I think that's my my favorite one at the moment. That's like on repeat and it's like power anthem, you know? Just oh, like, thanks. Yeah. We were just talking about that song. Yeah, we wrote that one in Vancouver um, and recorded part of it in actually Brian Adams' music studio. So wow, yeah, it was really crazy being in there and just like knowing like everybody that walked into that studio before me. It was a pretty wild experience. That is amazing. It's It's awesome to know like who has been there you know what I mean like you just don't I don't know when when you see celebrities you kind of just don't think they're real and then you meet them and you're like oh my god (laughs) I've had my fair share of run-ins with celebrities and I I I can't say that I have like you know I don't get all gushy and mushy about it but I definitely ask a lot of questions (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I always try to like just be like yeah it's cool like it's whatever you know it's fine it's fine no big deal (laughs) just it's just sting next to me it's not a big not a big deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're heading for that sort of level. Like your music is amazing. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into music? Like what made you want to pursue it? Yeah. So like ever since I was five, I just was like singing songs and and making stuff up on the keyboard. And I mean, I've had a pretty uh, hard time growing up um, just like 
super lonely and like um, just wanted to do things uh, in inside my own home, kind of introverted and started making music and finally just decided, you know, like enough's enough. I'm going to, I'm going to get this stuff out there and share it with the world. And that's been the last year of my life. And I'm really glad I did it. Like if anybody's Mm -hmm. listening and they're like scared to do something, I think like the takeaway is like to not be scared and to go after your dreams and no matter like how scary it is it's just like baby Mm. steps and you know it just it just took that first one song and I was so nervous but like so many good things have happened from it so I'm I'm really grateful totally and like wow if this is all only happened in in like a year that's incredible like I think we're seeing you know a, a bit of a rise of that with the new social media apps sort of like TikTok and Clubhouse like people are are really sort of being able to like tap into that um how, how did you get noticed um well I, I mean the first song uh Empress came out I started doing everything on social media on my own and then I I just I do everything on, on on my own in terms of like the branding and stuff and and the music videos and whatnot I have a great team helping me um but so I yeah I hopped on I hopped on Clubhouse and got noticed there but kind of everywhere that I kind of set my foot into people started to really resonate with the music and uh it's doing really well in brazil it's on mtv in brazil and on the radio there and so that's so cool yeah you just kind of make your connections you know and and you meet people along the way and people that believe in you and and uh and they start you know cheering for you which is what's happening which is really great a hundred percent. Well, you mentioned like you have a good team around you and, and it's great that you sort of find the people that are, are going to support you. Has it, has it always been that way? Yeah, I think like from the start, I, I made sure that I surrounded myself with like the most incredibly talented and humble human beings. I think it's really important to have a team that not only understands you, but also under, understands the industry and also is there to support you um, through everything. And And that's how choosy I am when it comes to picking more people that come into my circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like the song, Cut You Clean, you know, you gotta, yeah. be, you gotta be good for the, for the, for the Mac London team, you know? And so I just make sure that everybody that comes into my circle, circle is uh is willing to you know uh cheer for me and uh yeah just make really Mm -hmm. good music I do think that protecting your space is like a huge thing no matter what you're pursuing like you really do need to have the people around you that are not going to like drain your energy there and you're going to like add to it and you can add to theirs in return how do you how do you go about um you know, enforcing those boundaries and, and was that a process? Like, had you always like surrounded yourself with people like that or have you like found something? That's been a process. And I think cut you clean was like the cherry on top for me. Like I, I've always had a hard time saying no to people and, um, you know, not necessarily known, uh, people's intentions I think that I was you know sometimes I caught myself being a bit naive and I always believe in the best in people I I truly do Um, but you know along the way you get burned like everybody else does and you have your your toxic friendships or your toxic relationships you know your boyfriend girlfriend whatever but I think that um, along the way I've just kind of realized to to see through some of the the red flags and to to stand up for my boundaries and stand up for what I believe in, making sure that the people that are around me are really there for me and not for themselves or for something else. And will talk about me behind my back or whatever. And I know that, you know, it's hard with social media. You've got so many pressures and, and to fit in and whatnot, but I think it's really important, you know, just like the, the message in cut you clean is to, to have like three or four friends, you know, and to, uh, to make sure that those three or four friends are there for you no matter what. Mm. 
I think also um, in the industry that you're in, like that's easier said than done for sure. Um, how how do you go about navigating that? I mean, I think a lot goes into researching and like vetting the people that are going to be coming into your space and uh, making sure that they're the right for you, not, ter- not only in terms of like your artistic creative side, but also the business side and making sure that you know, everybody is on the same page when it comes to the business strategy of making music because there's the business side and then there's the fun creative side Mm -hmm. and uh, they don't really go, they're not in the same lane. Um, So just making sure, you know, you do your research and uh, you meet with people in person, you know, you look things over more than once and it's not an impulsive decision. I think a lot of artists can get really excited really quickly and mm-hmm. um and make the wrong decisions for themselves but i think the thing is just like there's time you know and and what's meant to uh to land in your in your the palms of your hands as i say will you know what's mm-hmm. meant for you will land for you so just to be comforted by that and know that you're going to make the right decision use your gut for sure what what advice would you give uh to someone like a, a, say that there is a teen looking to pursue the same sort of line of work that you're doing what advice would you give them if they're in a situation where they you know they've met someone that can really take them places but maybe there's a little you know toxicity detected and and they need to assert a boundary like what advice would you give them to get out of that situation like in in a good way and still like work together Yeah, that's a really good question because I've had to deal with that myself. I think there's no such thing as like you shouldn't be burning any bridges in the industry. That's for sure. You know, I think, um, you know, uh, simple things like saying like this might not be the right fit right now um, or I have to turn my focus to something else. um, Those are usually ways to like get in and out of a situation, you know, appreciating people's time and effort that they put into you as well. And just, you know, like making sure you say thank you and, and, uh, and show gratitude towards a conversation, the relationship that you're building. But at the end of the day, I mean, business is business and you have to make the right decisions that are for you. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, Definitely, you know, there's ways around it. And I would think that, you know, having a great mentor um, and reaching out to other artists that have gone through similar things uh, is definitely something that even I have, you know, like I have a a wonderful mentor and I also am um, constantly reaching out to other artists for advice that have been through the same same situations, same, same fork in the road, same contract, you know, (laughs) lying in front of you on the table that you have to make a decision about. Um, Those are definitely relationships that you want to have in the industry. Mm. So speaking of mentors, who are some of your favorite accounts to follow and, and books to read? Um, accounts to follow. I mean, I follow a ton of artists and also just like marketing and entrepreneurial um, uh, books. I mean, there's just a wealth of knowledge out there. But I think what I'm mostly like intrigued about is how to do like startup techniques and like online businesses. I think that really um, is the market that we're in right now. And so I try to use that knowledge and push it towards my music and how I can make my music business grow the same way that Mm -hmm. you would just have like any sort of product startup. Because at the end of the day, whether we like to admit it as artists or not, our music is a product. So just uh, Mm -hmm. making sure that, that I've got the business knowledge too. Has that, has that been difficult sort of navigating your art as a product, like in terms of criticism or changing things uh, and stuff like that? How, how does that, fit into it? 
I mean, like for me, not so much. I could see it becoming difficult. Like if I was really emotionally tied to a song and somebody wanted to change it completely, mm-hmm. but there's also that like realism that you have to, you know, constantly be working with is you have to step back and be like, okay, well, what's going to be the benefit of changing this song, you know, or like, so you have to kind of believe in your art, but at the, also at the same time, you have to be able to step away and criticize your own art as well. And, uh, and I'm very like overly critical of my work, um, to the point where sometimes my team has to go like, what the heck are you Mm -hmm. mean? It's perfect. So, um, you know, there's it's the it's, artist curse. <laughs> yeah, it's the artist curse for sure. Um, but yeah, you 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 know, you'd have to be able to analyze like what's best for the overall intent and what are you trying to achieve? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to, to achieve a song to go into uh, a, a film or a commercial, or are you trying to get it on the radio, or are you just trying to move someone, you know, uh, somewhere else on the planet and just like you know get into their soul? You know, there's mm-hmm. different different ways to approach music these days. But a good song is a good song. It is. It is. And I love what you said about like sort of defining the intent. Um, Did you have like the intent for Hate Boy set out before you wrote it? Or did you figure out like where where it was going to go after? Uh, Creatively, I always have the intent of the song like right when we're writing it. It just comes to me. uh, And it comes to the writers that are in the room too. It's just this like weird like paranormal activity that happens when you're writing (laughs) I swear to god like the channels from the universe open up and they just like are like here you go here's your song (laughs) it's it's a really it's like one of my favorite feelings is when a a song starts to come together and and you know you've got something because other times you're like hitting your head against the wall and you're like this isn't working I'm overthinking this it's not pouring in like it should and then that's when you know oh maybe I should step back so it's different feelings for everything but But in terms of like creativity and how I want the songs to sound, I don't know until I get in the studio, in the writing session or in in the studio, depends where I'm, where I'm working. But um, I always write down like titles of songs or like a sentence of what the song is going to be about. Or Mm -hmm. I even sometimes just journal like a whole full journal entry of like feelings and things I'm going through. And then I know how to channel that. Like I'll Mm -hmm. just funnel it to one thing. That's really good advice for like uh, songwriting and just just getting the feelings out in general as well, just as a general life thing, I think, totally. as well. Um, but you are obviously very creative. How much uh, creative control did you have over the video? Uh, full. <laughs> full. Full control. control. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the video. Um, so it was funny because of COVID, you know, like this whole video making thing, I've never really had a chance to experience making a music video without a pandemic looming over us. (laughs) So it's been really interesting to try to like figure out how to navigate that. You know, we were shut down for a bit here in Calgary and when we were filming, like the film industry was still going, but we had to navigate like a lot of different things and, you know, including COVID tests for everybody on set. And Mm -hmm. as a producer, a director and the artist, it was a lot, it was a lot to handle. I'm the set designer too. So it's just like, Everything that you can think of except for holding the cameras and then editing it is what I do. Yeah. Um, And I'm really, really lucky to have a ton of great friends and uh, great team members to help me and just like kind of hand off some of the responsibilities when it gets to the day of the shoot. But most of the pre-planning is me. Um, 
And Hey Boy was really fun. We had uh, we initially had a pool booked, and it was going to be like a really fun pool scene. And then we lost that due to COVID. So mm. um, we just quickly scrambled, and it kind of came together very quickly. But I I knew I wanted like seniors in it because I think they're just so damn cute. <laughs> and I just wanted to show that like love and the struggle of love is not only at a young age but also at a at an old age. And just, yeah kind of like play around a little bit with that. And, uh, you know, we just had this idea. We wanted to put them on tennis courts first. And I'm like, nah, let's put them on a basketball court and get them to like play basketball. It'd be so cute. So, and just wanted to like have a pop of color. I think Hey Mm -hmm. Boy kind of references those 50s and then Mm -hmm. even some of the 90s. And so uh, in the sounds, right, in the sonics. So I just wanted to kind of show that off in the music video too. It was really fun to shoot. Really great. Probably one of my easiest music videos, to be honest. The colors are really quite striking when you watch it. Like it's so, it's just so much fun. Like yeah. as soon as you see it, yeah. lots of summer vibes. And I, I, I love the inclusion be- of seniors. Thank you. <laughs> and like, we just wanted it to be so different from Cut You Clean because Cut You Clean is like so spark mm. and white and like me. Yeah. You know, like darker. Yeah. It's like so dark. So I wanted to show like my fans that I can do something that's really fun and happy too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what's been your uh, favorite part of the creative process, like from songwriting to doing the video, to learning all of this new uh, business acumen and skills, what has been your favorite part? I think like my favorite, most favorite part is being in the studio and co-producing the actual songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like that's when the demo, which is like the song, like the bare skeleton of it becomes something so incredibly cool. And you watch it kind of grow and grow and grow as you add the beats, as you add these mm-hmm. little like high frequency, mid frequency, you talk about all these things and it's like a team of us that are like on this one project. It's so exciting. Uh, I absolutely love that. And I think also I really enjoy the production, like the creative direction of the music videos Mm -hmm. too. It's challenging because I don't really know how to do it yet, you know, really well. It's not something that I went to school for, but I'm really, really happy that I get to experience that too. Yeah, it's quite an accomplishment because, you know, this is all, and when you're thinking about this, like it's in the space of a year that you have learned so many new skills where there's so many new practices involved in those new skills as well that are still being worked out and you've got hit songs and you you know you've you've found a label to represent you and you've got all of these other business <laughs> ventures as well like it's it's quite yeah. astounding what you've been able to achieve have you have you ever been like overwhelmed through this process how did you you know make it through all of these things <laughs> i'm overwhelmed daily cuz there's just not enough time in the day you know between like writing another song which is, uh, you know, around the corner on the 18th, 19th, I'm in the studio and I've, I've got one more song to record. Um, it's not written. So it's like bouncing around, like all wearing all these different hats. It's pretty overwhelming. So mm-hmm. I tend to just like, I actually, I add more on my list as I get more overwhelmed, which is probably not good, but I, mm-hmm. I enjoy the scramble and I enjoy multitasking and the hustle is totally real. You guys, you got to work hard. Do you have any sort of uh, self-care practices that are like your go-to if you just like need to settle a bit? Yeah. I mean, I usually just like turn off, like I don't watch any TV because I just don't have any time for that, but I try to take away, get a step away from uh, social media and just like, you know, be with my dog and just mm-hmm. go for walks and listen to music and, you know, watch other, maybe I'll watch a documentary if I'm going to pop on the TV and just learn something. So it's usually edu- educational or just like very calming. Mm-hmm. One of the t- 
Yeah. Oh my god, therapy dogs! Like I know. we don't we don't deserve dogs. <laughs> like they my are dog amazing. actually is a therapy dog, except she's nuts on the side of being a therapy dog. She's also <laughs> hyper, so she definitely keeps me busy. I like that. Best of both worlds. Um, we are going to go to a break in a little bit. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the fact that you have done all of this by yourself. So what it took to, you know, get the schooling and the education and, and how you taught yourself and all that sort of thing and and the nitty gritty of the business side uh, behind it. Uh, but we are going to take a quick break. If you guys out there have not gone to Spotify and listened to Hate Boy, make sure you do that while we're on break and we'll be right back with Mac London. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Welcome back, guys. You are with Rebecca Shalon, and we are talking with Mac London. And I am just astounded at all of the things that she has accomplished in such a short space of time. So we're going to like, you know, dive a little more into that. Like, how did you really get into this and really like, you know, hit the ground running? Like, how hard was it to learn things? What sort of education did you have to do? Like, for our young listeners out there who are just really craving this sort of life, like the pop star life, how do they get started? Well, singing's the first thing. Uh, so <laughs> making sure you have a good vocal coach and working on those vocals every day. I mean, unless you're like born into it and you have like the voice of Ariana Grande, which I would love to have, but I don't. Oh my God, queen. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> you just have to really work on it and work on your craft and make sure you figure out who you are as an artist before you even jump into the game. Because a lot of the times, either you'll get groomed by someone else and you'll be told what to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then you might not necessarily be happy either. So it's just making sure 
for your own mental health, um, just to make sure that you're grounded in what you're doing and to be very certain of who you are. And that Mm -hmm. takes time. I think like for me, uh, it came very quickly, but I have been walking through these doors in my mind for a very long time. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I have chatted before on Clubhouse, like I came from a very poor family in Poland. We moved to Toronto. We had a horrible experience there just by virtue of just not having much money. And, and then, you know, like I grew up, um, helping out my parents, cleaning banks and cleaning like carpet sales places. It was, uh, it was really interesting. And and because of that, I didn't pursue music because I, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be expensive. Um, you know, piano lessons, vocal lessons, the whole thing. And then also having two parents who didn't really speak English very well, you know, it was just, it was one of those things that I put on the back burner, but I promised myself that I would make my own dreams come true when I have the chance to. And so I actually ended up getting a degree in design before I even started anything. And I think that just those fundamentals of getting, getting a degree, getting some education, um, saving up some money, like those are things that are important. Um, you know, you could go the other route and, and get discovered and, and, uh, and work up that way. But always, I think you're going to have those three years of like working for something. Right. And for Mm -hmm. me, those three years or four years or whatever, it was working to be able to save up to make my own album and working to like understand the industry and like really paying attention and observing for many years Mm. and preparing myself. And then when I finally made the decision to do it, it was pretty, pretty easy. Mm. I wouldn't say it was, I mean, I downplay it. It's hard, but it's, it was easy enough like that. I could, I had the experience to be able to go for it. Yeah. It was, it was easy to choose yourself and what you wanted because you had you had something to like sort of back it up a little bit of knowledge but while while you were growing up like um how did you sort of navigate those feelings that come with like thinking that maybe your dream is out of reach it was really hard and you know I it's a really really potent question because there was really a lot of times where I broke down and I thought that it was never going to happen for me. And I watched literally thousands and thousands of music videos and listened to so many, so many hours of music, wishing and hoping that that was me. I mean, I would go to concerts and just like, just cry the entire time because I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to be looking at the audience. And I Mm -hmm. also appreciated the artists that I was looking at and how much work that must be be right mm. and I always looked at like the set and I always looked like just studying everything and being so passionate about it and um yeah it was one of those things where I was like you know what though if I don't go for it now I'll never know and I mm-hmm. definitely do believe that you have one life and it's specifically you're living day by day because tomorrow is never guaranteed and once I figured that out and that really sunk in and I mean like really sunk in Mm. I was able to make those decisions and to take that leap of faith in myself Mm. because I didn't believe in myself for the longest time either. And finally, when I did and I made that leap of faith, boy, I'm so glad that I did because I'm having the time of my life. I love that so much. And it's definitely something that I think a lot of people will relate to. So tell me about that moment. Like, tell me about the moment where you really just sort of sat there and decided that this is the time that you're going to take and and do make it happen? And then what was the first thing you did after that? Well, there was a couple of things that happened. I was actually in Nashville and I was in a room with a really famous country artist and we were just hanging out. We were friends and 
becoming closer friends and he was like well back like what makes you happy what what makes what makes you you and I said well I have this secret I really want to be an artist and he said what do you mean he never knew and uh and I said I I really really want to do what you do and he's like well do you sing do you write do you do you play instruments and I looked at the guitar next to him and I said pass me the guitar <laughs> and that was that moment that was the moment for me yeah, where you were backing yourself. I was backing myself. I I stood up for my dream and I was able to to share it with somebody and somebody that I admired greatly. Mm-hmm. And I sang for him and I did like a cover and I did it my own way. And he was just like, no way. <laughs> so after that, and I got that reaction, um, I just came home and, and uh, a lot of those missing pieces got put together very quickly. It's one of those things where once you decide on something, it's amazing how the universe works. Rebecca, like, 100%. Like, it's like goosebumps. You, once you decide on something and you go for it, doors will open. And yeah, yeah. some will close, but they're not meant for you. So you just got to keep walking. A hundred percent. I totally, totally believe in that. I think there comes a point in your life where you, where you do sort of do have that aha moment where you stop like fighting life and trying to control it and you start experiencing it and just Absolutely. like letting letting the lessons flow and letting the things go and and just all the while knowing what really makes you happy and what you really want and things just start coming to you and just I love kite, that you had that kite moment. in the wind kite in the wind you just yeah. gotta go with it you know you gotta flow and just know that you are on the right path and just believe yeah. in yourself you gotta work hard and you gotta take the steps and you gotta make those decisions there's gonna be hard decisions you have mm-hmm. to make but just feel grounded in in what you're doing and and why you're doing your your why has to be very strong. That's really important. Yeah, I I love that you had that moment and that it like lit a fire and made that happen. Is that um, the decision that led to you opening your own label? Because you're like, I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> Absolutely. I think like right away I was like, well, what is what is the brand of Mac and what do I stand for? And I'm like one of those people that like really wants to encourage and make a positive impact, not only with like teens, but just like everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to make sure that everybody around me always feels really good about themselves. And I want to feel good about myself. And that message is about like self-love and empowerment and like taking things into your Mm -hmm. own hands. And what better way than to start my own label? Yeah. What's your label called? Oh, well, it's just Mac London Records. But <laughs> nice. Not, not anything creative, but it's fun. And it's just like, it's really great to, to you know, be the CEO of a record company and just be like, yeah, I, I got this. And like to be able mm-hmm. to maybe like hand this off and my knowledge to another indie artist one day is pretty cool. That is quite a cool thing to say. Like that when those words leave your mouth, you're just like, hey boss I'm the boss I'm the boss it's empowering and you know like what better way to spread that message than Mm. to like walk the walk in your own shoes like you know what I mean like just like uh, practice what you preach so if I want to empower other females to to take ownership and to run their own businesses and be strong Mm -hmm. I have to do it too Mm -hmm. So. so in in an ideal world where does Mac London Records go what path does that lead to 
I don't think I have any plans for the record company. I think right now it represents me and it's like a slow growth and I'm learning things as we go here. I mean, eventually, like I'd like to have like a big production company, whether that's mm-hmm. with the record label attached to it, where I kind of do everything in house mm-hmm. and I have a big team working for me that, you know, can we can uh, creatively help artists, indie artists uh, grow. Um, so that could potentially mm-hmm. be something that I, I look at down in the future. But right now I'm really focused on this album and, and growing, growing my own yeah. brand. Yeah. And I think it's also like important to note that, um, even if you're like really attached to something, it might not be the thing that helps you the most in, in that moment. Cause I know that obviously Mac London is your own record thing. And ideally like you want to be, um, associated with that most of the time. But I think uh, with this particular song, you're teamed up with first note, right? Right. Well, First Note is representing all the songs that are on my album. They've got right. to, they have the privilege of hearing everything that I make. And uh and yeah, we're we're definitely teamed up all the way through for film and television and uh you know all oh, that amazing. Stuff. So the sync world, uh, you know, Tommy from Tommy Jackson from First Note Play, um, he's got his hands on all my stuff. And actually yeah. it's uh, really interesting because I'm watching my screen here and it just popped up that I have been finally announced on their roster. So ah! so exciting yeah, so official as of like 20 seconds ago <laughs> amazing yeah. and what's what's that sort of like um like the difference between you know uh sort of releasing things with mac london records and having um uh, a big player like first note come in and, and handle some things as well it's actually really awesome because the there were we're working simultaneously, but we're working on separate things. So mm-hmm. for like Tommy, we're working on songs and promoting them to film and television. But then he's also very much mentoring me in terms of like mm-hmm. my own artistic brand and label. And so it's really cool because I get to like learn so much from him. Like I just yeah. was on a two two hour call with him today, you know, just like talking, talking shop, talking business, talking all of those things. And it's like, it's so cool. I, I really think like it's probably my favorite thing that has happened so far is just to be able to like speak to someone like that with that amount of wealth of knowledge and be like, yeah, like this is, yeah. what, we're doing. This is what we're focused on tomorrow. And this is what the team is going to be doing next, you know, yeah. next week. So yeah, it's really great. It's really great. I I really like that. And you've had a very, you know, expedited timeline with this sort of thing as um, rather than like what we're led to believe with this sort of um, life. And I think it's also like a really cool lesson because it's like you have to get started yourself. Like you have to believe in yourself and get going. But it doesn't mean that you always have to do what you what you want alone. It's important to team up with other people that, you know, are going to better your career and stuff. You don't always have to be alone just because you have started it by yourself. Yeah, I think like it's really important actually because just for your mental health alone, like you've got to have a team, you know, you've got to be able to bounce ideas off of or like send a contract over and be like, hey, what do you think of this? Or, um, you know, what what kind of like, do you like this song? Do you -hmm. you guys like these three songs that I wrote? Which one's stronger? And so when you're in your own little bubble, you really don't have anybody else's input. And so that's tough. Um, so I just, I really, really like my favorite thing is increasing the team and just like bringing more Mm -hmm. powerful people into it that can like share 
all sorts of wisdom and craftiness, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You, you've, it sounds like you've sort of like found that perfect balance um, between that, you know, the, the doing things solo and like getting things done, but also, you know, making sure that, you know, creativity begets creativity and you're, you're making it, you're breeding creativity and you can't always do that like all by yourself, but you, you gave yourself a solid foundation and now you've got people to help you build. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I love it. Everything about it is just so exciting. And I'm just like really excited. Like every day is different, you know, and you don't know what to expect. Mm. And some days you're, they're like really quiet and you're like, oh no, like what's happening. But then like, I have to step back and realize like, those are the days where I'm supposed to be relaxing. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, it's great. Uh, In terms of like um, the business side of things and, you know, learning all of this stuff so fast, what's been the most valuable lesson? Um, The most valuable lesson, I think, is to leave feelings out of it. That's a conversation that Mm -hmm. I've been having a lot lately. And like I'm, I'm an empath. I'm very emotional. I'm sensitive. I'm all those things that like are deemed to be like probably not a good thing when it comes to running a business. Um, so, you know, like, and that's just, that's not to mean that I like break down and cry. That's not what I mean. It's just like, I have a lot of feeling and I care a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I think, um, removing that and just trying to think of it like as a business has been tough and it's been a valuable lesson because it allows me to make better decisions. than if Mm -hmm. I was like feeling with my making decisions with my feelings, not necessarily the best way to go. Mm -hmm. So sort of like learning, where your emotions like have a rightful place I guess like where in that process that is yeah there's like intuition and like feeling something and then there's like the right business move and they're completely different like intuition and business moves probably together but feelings not so much (laughs) is it difficult switching between those two sort of hats yeah because like artists are intuitively like they're just like that's what we are we're we're beings that feel a ton Mm -hmm. right it's what makes us really great artists and so separating that and being like, okay, I've got my hat on for business. Now I can't feel anything. It's so hard. It's so hard. (laughs) It is. Can you think of like a a situation where you've put that into practice? Um, Yeah. Just like thinking about what the next month is going to be like, you know, you have your dreams and you have your like aspirations and then there's reality and and what can actually happen. and, Mm -hmm. And so, and what's best for the brand and what the best business decisions are may not be necessarily what you want to be doing. Mm. So, um, you know, just being able to like, like, again, bounce ideas from my mentors and, and talking business with, with a few people is, is a really good thing. It just puts me on the right path, I think. Definitely. It seems like that situation, like there's so much of a blur of both of those things. Cause you, you know, you have started this record label and you've got um, all of these business set, um, like minded ideas, but then, you know, there's that creative artist side where it's like your art that you're putting out and your, your soul that you're putting out. Exactly. So you want to like, you know, do justice to that. So, yeah. oh gosh, that can, that can totally get money, <laughs> but I think that's a really great segue to go into this next break because you're you're talking about like this next month going ahead. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, when we're going to talk about what's next for Mac London. Sounds good. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? 
Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, welcome back, everyone. You're with Rebecca Shalon on Teen Wealth Radio, and we have got Mac London as our amazing guest this week. Um, And you were just, you know, slipping a little teaser in there about like uh you know your feelings about the next month ahead why don't you why don't you tell us what's next for mac london yeah well hey boy just came out but here's Mm -hmm. the thing i just got out of a production meeting for the next music video which will be shooting on this saturday so wow so another single coming up yeah another single coming out another music video coming out and with the music video we've also got some other um in studio teasers of Mm -hmm. me and uh like three string players Mm. uh so there's going to be some cool content that comes out and then um we're thinking about doing another music video video and another single so doing like five singles before the album drops but we're still Mm -hmm. undecisive but there'll be so much stuff coming up I mean like it's just been so exciting and I want to make sure that my fans get as much of me as possible inside the studio and I think like what I want to do with this next music video is like do the making of so do yeah scenes so that you guys see because this next one's going to be wild so <laughs> those are always really fun to see I love seeing those little moments in the yeah. back like where you're just like <laughs> yeah we did that for Empress I have a ton of behind the scenes footage mm-hmm. I just have to compile it together it's like one of those things when you're a one-man band like it's like whoa what do I focus my my attention on but um 
Yes. And then we've got the album dropping. That's, a, mm. that's major. That's going to be in the fall. I don't know what the date is yet because we just haven't decided, but we're probably going to do a release. And I've got, a, I've got a concert coming up on the 20th. We're in the studio on the 18th and 19th um, recording another song. So there's so much going on. I need a virtual assistant. If there's yeah. anybody out there that wants to be mine, send your resume <laughs> over. I love that. Well, speaking of sending resumes, where can they find you <laughs> to send it? Well, you can go to it's like w- it was planned. MacLondonMusic.com. <laughs> I love it. Um, and what about your socials? Where Where are you most active on your socials? You know, I tried like for mental health again. We chatted about like all the different mm. things artists need to do. Yeah, I know I need to be on TikTok. Yeah, I know I need to be on Snapchat. But mm-hmm. you know where I like it? I like Instagram and Clubhouse. So you can find me on those. Yeah. Two. And my Instagram handle is Mac, M-A-K dot London, L-O-N-D-O-N. I agree with you. Those are my two favorites as well. Um, like, yeah, you got to have all the things. There's, there's all these like rules, you know, but um, I like that you're sort of forging your own path. You're doing your own thing. You're, you created your own pathway. And, you know, that's a little bit like Ariana Grande. Like we were talking about her before, how she just like kept dropping music month after month after month and know, right? disregarding the marketing plan completely. She's like, nah, I want to make new music, so I'm going to make new music. I don't care yeah. that I haven't toured this. So. Absolutely. And it's yeah. my favorite thing to do. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll release a single mm. every four weeks. It'll be fun. <laughs> Amazing. So your album's going to come out. Um, and are you planning on touring that album? I'm not sure because of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Like those are the questions. I see a lot of artists constantly canceling their tours or postponing them. I just feel like, you know what? I might just focus on this album and Mm -hmm. and maybe writing some more music and then feel it out. I mean, I've got a few concerts lined up right now, but Mm -hmm. it'll be one of those things that'll just happen naturally. I think like, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to panic about it. Um, you know, if there's a request, we'll definitely address it. And my team will take a look at it and see if it's safe and and make sure that we're following Mm -hmm. all the different rules when it comes to the different countries. I really want to make my way to Brazil because those guys have been showing me some major love and I want to get to them but they I think are the the ones that are struggling the most right now so yeah, yeah. so um you know time will tell and day by day like I said you got to live in the moment so and what about uh like digital options digital options for live performances mm-hmm. um we thought about that yeah like that's something you know but here's the thing I really enjoy being in person mm-hmm. with everyone it's the energy, right? It's the energy. Yeah. I want to get to know my fans. Like I really do. Like I encourage everybody all the time. Like people reach out to me and I, I make sure to answer every single message, every single comment. Like, you know, you hit me up on, on the back channel on Instagram. I will, I will answer. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of my thing. And so when I'm in person, I can connect with fans after a show and just talk to them and see, see who they are. Mm-hmm. You can't really do that over like an online performance. Mm-hmm. So we're debating about it. I don't know. It's just I, that's a big question mark right now. I can't answer that yet. Yeah, it's very tricky. Has has COVID thrown many like sort of spanners in the works? Has it or has it worked to your advantage in some ways? It's been to my advantage because I've been able to focus on writing and recording. And I was like in my little cohort, my bubble of people. So it was mm-hmm. like four of us who are constantly with each other. And 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 that's been good. But then there's like the live, like we're talking about, or 
you know, a re- producing a music video during a pandemic when everything's mm-hmm. shut down and you don't necessarily get the studio space, spaces that you want or, you know, you have to worry about somebody getting sick and then people mm-hmm. shifting around and the crew shifting around. Those were like some major, major issues that we had to deal mm-hmm. with. And there's some scheduling issues from all of it. So, um, but when it comes to like writing and recording, I think it's been a blessing. And I think a lot mm. of artists have made some really incredible music during the pandemic. If you had to have um, like a songwriting bubble again, uh, who would be your ideal collaborator? Yes. Who would you most likely want to I with? would literally fly and stand in front of this person's house until they open the door. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Billie Eilish's brother, Phineas. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 yeah my he God, does I, would some love, I would love to work with him and have him produce mm. my music. That would be so epic. Well, there's a, there's a similar story there in that they, you know, they did it all by themselves and they started out in their bedroom and then, you know, yeah. made Which is it. I think it would be so amazing because then it would just yeah. be like, this is, you know, this is the same, same thing, you know, just with a different yeah. person. It would be really great. Do you think that um, you will sort of stay in the same sort of genre? Because I noticed that, like, you know, Cut Your Clean is quite different to, to Hate Boy. Um, are you going to explore other types of music too or what your I feelings are I think I'll always – st- I mean, like, the genres are so fluid now and I think, like, you know, even countries merging with pop, it's so mm-hmm. interesting. Um, and I, I just had this conversation today too with First Note. Um, is like where, where, how big is my paintbrush? How wide is my paintbrush? And I think mm-hmm. Mac London's paintbrush is pretty wide. I think I'll be trying a lot of different things. You know, I'll mm-hmm. probably cross over to the R&B and maybe do a little bit of like top lining for dance tracks and things like that just to like mm-hmm. – really have some fun I think I don't want to you know just put myself in a box and that's not why I got into this I got into this so that I could be experimentative and creative and have fun Mm. you know that was the dream and so I definitely won't be saying no to anything except for like heavy metal (laughs) (laughs) I think I would do that very well no offense to heavy metal Uh, screaming is actually so hard have you ever tried to really hard yeah I have and I can't say I'm good and also (laughs) I would lose my voice completely like within the first 20 seconds of doing that. It wouldn't be very good for me. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. anyone who does that. I think that's like crazy hard to do. So, you know. My boyfriend's in a metal band. So like there's a little (laughs) music around. It's not funny that we're talking about that. I brought up that out of like that was out of the blue. It's hilarious. (laughs) So hilarious. Um, But yeah, it is like it's actually like a really hard thing. And what I find fun about metal music is that like it borrows from classical a lot because of the like totally the way that the music is structured but anyway I digress a fun question for you um once COVID hopefully it leaves us forever and festivals are back what would be like your number one bucket list festival to headline uh there's a couple in Europe actually in Poland where I'm from which Mm -hmm. I would absolutely love to headline at and I think that those are really close to realities for me mm-hmm. and then there's like the really big dreams like Coachella of course like if one of my <laughs> songs blows up that could be a possibility too yeah um, but you know I've, I'm very much a realist so I uh, I've got my hand on the pulse on some very cool European concerts and yeah party so I think like that energy and that vibe would be so cool and of course I'm in the states too so if you'll have me invite me I'm coming yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the email again that they can reach you 
Oh, right. <laughs> well, you can find it on www.macbookmusic.com. <laughs> the voice makes it as well. It's just that whole like, I'm right? Troy McClure and you may, <laughs> you got to chuck in the, the little, you know. I got to figure it out how to do that way cooler, right? Like I got to practice in front of the mirror or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, speaking of practicing in front of the mirror, um, for your video clip, did you did you sort of do anything like that? Because I know that like, miming on video clips is is a whole nother skill in itself to not like feel weird or look weird (laughs) tell me about that no I love acting and I was a model for many many years before I did Mm -hmm. did music so like being in front of the camera is like is like second nature to me and the more goofier I can be the happier I am so Mm -hmm. no I don't think so I think like I had to practice the choreography for Empress and that's the first time Mm -hmm. I've ever danced to choreography in my life and I had like dancers I'm gonna have them on stage with me again on the 20th for my concert Mm -hmm. so that's something um but other than that, no, I practice singing in front of the mirror because you mm-hmm. have to like constantly like open your jaw. And I guess I'm really known for like clenching my jaw and singing mm-hmm. really tightly. So mm-hmm. I like make sure my shoulders are down. And for all you singers who are listening to this, like, you know, you know what's up. Your mouth has to be like super relaxed, yeah. shoulders down and like really deep breaths in your belly and chest. And yeah, so it's like that's what I do in front of the mirror. It's weird. It feels very, very awkward and like I shouldn't be mm. doing it, but I have to. <laughs> we mentioned you were a model as well for many years. Um, what of your previous careers has helped you the most in this current path? I think everything really equally. Modeling got me to be in front of the camera and got me to like be okay with people watching me do something over and over again. Um, and just like having confidence to just like own my body and know what I'm doing with myself um, mm-hmm. in front of the camera. And then the design background that I have really helps me make the fundamental like decisions for branding. So mm-hmm. those are uh, the two play and I think like, you know, gosh, we talked about this, but you know how we, I'm very spiritual. So I really do think like the universe set me up this way. You know, I could have done it when I was 13. I could have done it when I was 15 if I really, really wanted to, but it was something stopping. And I, I, I talked about, about what was stopping me back then. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have all these experiences now, I wouldn't be able to start my own label and I wouldn't be able to do it all myself. So isn't that interesting? Yeah. It is. Everything happens for a reason. I, I so. love that. Yeah. And we like we are coming towards the end of the show. So something that we love to end the show on with every guest we ask this, if you had 30 seconds where the whole world just had to sit up and, and listen to what you had to say, what would you say? I would say you are loved. You are special. Don't let anyone change that about you. And you can be anything you want to be at any point in your life, you can change your mind. You're allowed to, you have one life to live and go for it. Dreams can come true. I love that. She's given you permission to do what you need to do to, yeah. to live and to dream. And I think that's the perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. For Mac. Having me. It's been wonderful, like learning about you and hearing about all the inspiring and amazing things that you've done in sh- such a sh- short space of time as well. Amazing. So if you're out there listening, make sure you go follow uh, Mac on Instagram, so mac.london, uh, and you can keep track of all the things happening. You know that there's another single coming up, and go listen to Hate Boy, of course. But thank you so much for joining us, Mac. Thanks so much for having me, Rebecca. It's been a blast.
I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. We will be here same time, same place next week, 5 p.m. Pacific time on Global Teen Wealth Radio. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.